guys, this is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. I know. I just, I just, I'm so excited now. I know you're having an awesome, a fabulous, a wonderful time. I have to really, truly, truly, you know what I'm saying? I really have to be transparent right now. Um, I know we're coming off the holidays, and, um, you know, if you know me well, you know my um, brother passed, and he passed about uh, almost five years ago. And, you know, my mom and dad is amazing. It didn't bother them. It didn't. It really what bothered me when we got to the table because, as you know, I'm a minister, uh, part of the five-fold ministry, and my dad, you know how Southern men, you know, they usually pray over the meal. But since I became a minister, that's my kind of mantle, if you will, that he has passed on to me. And it's been so amazing, and it kind of got to me when I, because my brother used to always mess with me when it was our turn to pray. <laughs> you know, at any, you know, not just, you know, Thanksgiving dinner or a Christmas dinner, any uh, major holidays, but, you know, that was our job every Sunday and every day. <laughs> So he used to always mess with me, so it kind of got to me. But, you know, every time I told everybody this, every time I talk about him, and it just happened just now, I always feel a cool breeze across my face, and that always reminds me that he's my, you know, he's my angel. He's there. He's one of my angels. I know I am treated just like you, right? But the thing is, I want to let you know, and some ministers, I'm so glad they did come on social media, they did come on the different Facebook Live, et cetera, et cetera, to say, you know, everybody's holidays are not peaches and cream. Uh, you may not like your mother-in-law, your daughter-in-law, your sister-in-law, or somebody, and somebody may be doing something that you're not comfortable with. But the thing we need to remember is everybody has a story. Everybody has things they're going through. But we just got to do one thing. Guess what that is? And you, you're not going to believe what it is. We just got to respect each other. Mm. That has no religion on it. <laughs> You see what I'm getting at? All of us know how to respect one another because you want to be respected as well. But I actually had to start off on that because my team had me going there at the end there. You know, usually I have my time to relax and all that before, but they had me, we working on so many events and stuff, different projects. They had me down to the wire with some stuff. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to just tell them what I'm going through. But the thing about it is you got to remember, mm-hmm, that God is still on the throne. And you know I can break out in soul now, but we're not going to do it today. Amen? <laughs> but what we do here at Good Deeds is we help you shine your message to the world. And that means people say, what that message is? What is that light you be talking about, Dr. Sunday? That light is your dreams, your goals, your passions. The reason you were born, the reason that you actually go through what? Like I just went through the trials and tribulations. Sometimes you actually feel hurt. But you got to remember, just like in the book I wrote on grief, that light bulb experience, when you realize that your loved ones, that you realize that people are waiting on you to walk in your purpose, you will stand back and your shoulders will go back. That's men and women. Your shoulders will go back. You will say, I can do this. And you can say what I always say. What? You know what I'm about to say. Don't stop. What? You to get it, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know I can go in real easy. But, you know, I just wanted to share some real true stuff 
behind the scenes that goes on in my life. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. But we're going to dive on in. That's going to actually be, see, my team set me up so well. You know, they said, no, we ain't going to even give you the question of the day because you just shared something that we, everybody, they looked at me and said, hmm, I got a couple of inboxes. Son, I like what you just said because everybody thinks you got to perform. No, you just got to respect each other. Now, don't get the face now. Don't <laughs> You know, I didn't say that. I said respect each other, right? We got to respect each other where they are because we all, what? We all have issues. We all, before I got saved, I was doing my thing too, and you were doing yours, and we still doing something, right? We all have issues. But let me go because you know I can go. I can shout in the <laughs> We have an awesome young lady today. Mm-hmm. She's an author. Uh-huh. She's an artist. Uh-huh. She's a life and business strategist. She's a CEO. I love this, of her own business, Beverly Jones Durr Enterprises. Amen. I just love it. I mean, she has a 501c3 nonprofit organization that she's going to tell us more about. She's the executive director and the founder of Every Child, Guess What, Has a Story. Now, I didn't plan that. You know what happened, right? <laughs> but we're going to welcome, welcome none other than Beverly Jones Durr to Good Deeds. Are you there? Yes, I'm here, Dr. Renee. How are you? I'm just great. I'm just so honored. I love this lady, young oh, ladies and gentlemen. I just thank you so much for taking time out your busy schedule to be here with us. Oh, girl, you know we just two Birmingham, Alabama girls doing what we have to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But you know, I didn't do you justice well. So please, please tell us a little bit more about yourself and the amazing things that's going on in your life. Okay. Well, I'm a really simple person. I've been married to the same man for over 42 years. I'm a grandmother of five absolutely perfect and fantastic little people. And, yes, I am biased. I am also a member of Toastmasters because communications is a very important part of my life. I am a strategist coach, and I am an author. But First and foremost, I am a daughter of the king. I have always had a relationship with my father, and it is through the relationship I've developed with him that I've realized that God is driving the bus, and I'm just sitting in the shotgun seat. I'm not calling any call. I'm not making any calls. I'm not making any big decisions. I take everything to him, and when I do that, everything flows very well. I mean, I've always known that I was on a specifically designed path that was going to lead me right straight into the center of my purpose, and that's exactly where I am today. I worked for over 24 years for the Department of the Army, and I, I, I went to school and learned a whole lot of different things. And it's funny how you think you know where you're supposed to go, and God is up there laughing because he already knows there's going to be a fork in the road and you're going to have to make a decision. Well, I want you to know that where I am today has very little to do with where I came from in my uh, executive career of working for the Army. I am happy to say that I am in the middle of my purpose, and my purpose involves my new nonprofit, Every Child Has a Story. Now, the name came to me in a dream, like a lot of things come to me in a dream, and I, I assumed 
that that is exactly the way God wanted me to present my program. And just to give you a little bit of uh, information about it, what we do is we build stellar communication skills in children ages 8 and up. We're not trying to develop public speakers, but the backdoor benefit is we build confidence and we build self-esteem in our children. We are actually the bridge in the village it takes to raise a child that connects the child and the families to the world. And I am so happy and excited to be here to talk about that. Oh, I just love it because I, I mean, when I when I reached out, when we uh, reached out, and I read her your bio, I was like, oh my god, I just love it, I just love it. It just it just made my heart just just melt. And even more when you said that it came to you in a dream. That that's a whole another level there of how it was the own time of the divine appointment that needed to be out in the world. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Because I've always loved communicating. It's weird, but my mother my mother said I was born talking. I can't imagine what that must have sounded like or how the people, the faces on the people in the operating room, I don't know. But I've always felt comfortable talking to either one person or hundreds of people. But growing up, I was kind of sensitive, and so I had friends who didn't quite feel as comfortable standing in class, speaking up, answering questions, it was very difficult for them. And what, what impacted me the most was the looks on their faces because I saw what fear looked like. I mean, fear to the point where you forget the answers that you already know to the questions that the teachers just asked. Or you're sitting in your chair and you're hiding behind the person in front of you hoping that the teacher doesn't see you and doesn't call on you. I know what that feels like because I saw that in the faces of my friends every single day. Of course, I was the child whose hand was up in the air before the teacher even finished the question. That was going to be me. (laughs) But when you're sitting there waiting to be called on and you're looking around the room, you can't help but see the faces of those children. And it wasn't because they didn't study. It wasn't because they didn't know the answer. It was because they were scared to death to open their mouths, scared their that the other children in the classroom were going to laugh at them or that they were going to forget what they had mm-hmm. to say, or God forbid, like my, my friend Katie said, that she was just going to pass out and die right there on the spot. So I know what, mm-hmm. I know what that feels like, and I know, I know how, how helpless I felt as a child. And I think I kept that with me throughout my entire life into my adulthood. But you see the difference today between that child who was observing in the classroom and this grown woman today is that I can do something about it, and I intend to. Wow. I, I, I just love it when you said that because, you know, again, we're so kindred spirit because I was one of the – I was the one that loved to do the term papers, loved to do the dissection of the frog and all that kind of stuff. I, I was kind of the weird girl. So I, I'm like, oh, I'm just amazing. Where were you when I was in school? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, it was okay to be different. But let me – I want to step way back a little bit, if it's okay, because you mm-hmm. have had an amazing journey – with the Toastmasters, over 15 years. Tell us a little bit about that, and then do me a favor. At the end of that, 
I want to add a little caveat because I do have a lot of the listening audience that's in ministry and and also women. You know, we have a lot of men listening, but a lot of women. Tell us when you tell us about your journey with that. Tie that in with how that has been an asset to you being a woman and also being in the ministry. Hmm. When I first started to go to Toastmasters, it was recommended to me by my supervisor when I was working for the Army, and that I didn't really want to go. I just felt like it was taking some time away from my day, but then she said, I'll give you time. So I would go to the Toastmaster meeting, and I sat there, and I I watched, and I eventually started to participate, but I really didn't want to go. And a couple of times, the meetings would be taking place, and I'd be sitting in my office, and my boss would walk up and say, why are you here? So, you know, I had that push. I had to be pushed to go to Toastmasters. And I started going, and I took on a couple of the roles in the club. And then I sort of faded away from it again because we went through a big transition between uh, moving from Virginia to Alabama. Once I got here, I didn't get back into Toastmasters, and I kind of got back into the grind of my job. What brought me back to Toastmasters is I experienced a stroke, which is a whole different story, but it left me not really being able to communicate with the confidence that I used to have. And I knew that when I was in Toastmasters, I felt safe. It was a very comfortable place to learn, and the people were very kind and very approachable and very helpful. So I went back to Toastmasters and joined my local club, High Noon Toastmaster here in Huntsville, and I'm still a member. Actually, I'm the vice president of education now. And through the club, I learned to communicate so much better than I did, I think, before. Uh, my, at the end of the period of time, my speech therapist had told me that I had gotten a lot better. And I kind of got stuck. I mean, I got stuck going. It was like I have to be there. Every Tuesday when there's a meeting, I feel compelled to be there. What Toastmasters did for me is it gave me back my confidence. It gave me back my voice. It allowed me to stand in front of a group of people and express myself. And I did a whole lot of praying. I do that anyway. I have my own little prayer room in my office. And I did a lot of praying during that time. And it was during that time that I became ordained because God said that's what he wanted me to do. See, I like to do what my daddy tell me to do. Because, you know, when you was growing up, if you didn't do what your daddy told you to do, you got in trouble. I didn't need any more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I survived the stroke. I was able to walk again without a cane. I was able to communicate and convey my message using the words that felt comfortable to me. I was not trying to get in trouble. If I followed him, he led me where I needed to go. So the whole cycle, this whole, I don't know, journey, it kind of looped itself right back around and reconnected me to Toastmasters. But I'm thinking the biggest connection was it was to show me what something similar to Toastmasters could do for children. Because my program, Speech Crafters Speech and Debate Club, loosely off of the Toastmaster International Program, meaning they have a certain number of speeches to reach certain levels. And I couldn't help but bring my Toastmaster experience into the curriculum for the club. But it's not exactly the same because children, children need hands-on learning. 
They need somebody to actually continually make the area a safe place for them to open up because kids don't really expect grown-ups to listen to them. But trust me, when we do listen, it blows their mind. They are stunned because they're not used to us paying attention to what they have to say. We don't always treat them like they have an opinion or that something that comes out of their mouth is going to be profound. I don't even know why. Out of the mouths of babes, does anybody remember that one? We should never be surprised when a child says something prolific to us. God can use anybody to teach a lesson. Why do we think that he doesn't use our children? I see it every day. I see it at every meeting. I learn something from the children each and every time we meet. So Toastmasters is adult communication, but most people who are in it are trying to improve their speaking skills. Maybe they want to be public speakers or they want to be able to present on their job. Well, Speechcraft or Speech and Debate is similar. We want to improve communication, but we want to do it because children with low communication skills are deemed at-risk, and at-risk children need all the help they can get. You see, when you give a child the ability to communicate and convey a message in a way that the listener understands, those Mm -hmm. children feel like they have ignited a superpower. And trust me, our children today, with everything that's going on, they need a superpower. We know the superpower is God. But we got to bring it to them because they don't often know where to go and get that. Mm-hmm. I love how you put that. That was just so amazing. Oh, wow. That's just so powerful. I, I know my parents was on me about reading, and I'm glad they, you know, they did that. But uh, I can see now and my sister kids, my niece, you know, girls tend to be much easier at times than boys, but my nephew got it now. I mean, she had to do, my sister had to do some trickaroo there, I mean, in regards of getting him to read things he liked, and then it ended up working out that he ended up um, loving to read. So it's just kind of interesting that each child, that's what I'm, that's what the point I'm getting at with that, each child can be different. But I'm so glad that you've taken that mantle to actually to help so many um, young people and young and children get that confidence and that self esteem that they actually can, you know, that their story is very important. <laughs> mhm, mhm. It's kind of like when I my mother used to always say, "Armor up each day with the Lord when you walk out among the world." Well, this superpower mm-hmm. that we are trying to convey to the children is their way of armoring up. They need to have a rock solid uh, self esteem, and they need to have really high and healthy confidence in themselves because when you feel good about who you are and who made you, you are armored up. You are almost indefensible when you think about it. And that's the kind of strength (laughs) and, and power we want our children to have because it's a battle out there. And, and there's no sense in playing. We need to prepare our children for it. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Amen. Oh, Lord. That, that's a, but let me ask you this, um, because we want to get as uh, much information uh, about your your nonprofit. Because uh, a lot of people ask me this, with, you know, even with our nonprofit, and I see the things that you do, so I kind of see the aura that it ends, ended up in what you're doing now so wonderfully. But tell us that journey that when God gave you that dream, but what was twirling in your, in your soul that you had to, you know, kind of help that need? How did you come across that? Mm. 
as a grandmother, I I used my well, I didn't use my grandchildren, but they were like my test people because <laughs> I started working with them, helping them to communicate better. You know, none of the we didn't do baby talk for some reason. It was like let's not do the baby talk. Let's talk to the children just like we would talk to anybody else. And I noticed that in doing that they were actually giving that kind of communication back to me. I have an 11-year-old grandson who I swear seems like he's at genius level, and it's not because I'm his grandmother that I say that, but that child is writing code for MIT, and he is building robots, and he reads books like his grandmother. I mean, when a child says, Grandma, for Christmas, I want a new bookcase, I mean, something something I did was was working, and he loves to read. So I I started working with them, and I thought, well, if I, if it's working with them, it'll work with others. And then their friends would come around, and I would work with their friends and so forth. And finally, God said, what you're doing is great, but I need you to reach further out, and I need you to have a larger reach. I'm going to expand your territories. Well, when he said that, I knew I could not do it as I was doing it before because we were having little club meetings in my living room and meeting at the library. I knew that if I formed this organization as a nonprofit, it would give me a wider reach. I'd be able to service more children, and I wouldn't be actually doing it all by myself. I'd have a team, and I'm in the process of building an outstanding team. I have board members that are just exceptional and volunteers who are coming in who want to help as well. And I'm glad that it's a nonprofit. I'm glad that I really formed it because I really wasn't serving as many people as as God wanted me to. And I feel like I have the ability and the possibilities of expanding and serving even more children. So we are in the process of doing a fundraiser. Now, we're a very young nonprofit. I mean, when I say young, we are younger than six months, okay? I'm just saying. But we are pushing hard, and we are participating in the Giving Tuesday um, campaign, which is sort of like the charitable answer to Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Giving Tuesday is that one day a year after Thanksgiving, the first Tuesday, that people get together and they volunteer their time, they volunteer supplies, they volunteer money, they just volunteer for nonprofit organizations across the globe. And every child has a story of participating in it. And one night, I woke up in the middle of the night, like I always do from a dream, and, I, and God said, telephone. And I'm like, what? He Telephone. So we're doing a live stream telephone tomorrow on our Facebook page, but we are in a venue. And the venue is the Leto Lounge and Studio here in Huntsville. And they have graciously allowed us to use their location we will have food, and we got local entertainers who have volunteered to come in and entertain our crowd during the course of the telethon. I'm, like, really just totally and completely blown away by how God has moved people in our path to expand the reach of every child has a story. It is amazing. This journey is amazing. Oh, I just love it. And actually, um, please tag me on it because I have 
Uh, I know I have some friends that's in um, Huntsville, uh, so we can get them to maybe come out. Yeah, because they they very supportive and and, and especially nonprofit uh, organizations. So oh, I'm so so proud of you. That's a great idea. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was too when I told my husband. He was like, "Wait a minute, people don't do telethons anymore." I was like, "What Jesus said, telethon." Mm. So I'm running with it. <laughs> amen. Amen. I had an opportunity, and let me say, I think a couple of years ago to be a part of one, and um, I had the awesome opportunity to interview uh, the the founder of Hosea Williams, uh, which is a big nonprofit here in the Atlanta area and pretty uh, renowned. And it was just so amazing, kind of the same line that you said that you had that burning inside, and then when you had a, he had a dream, actually not him, but actually his 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 parents, and you know his come have gone down in the generation of a legacy. But they just impact a lot of people, and I know you do that as well because we don't realize when we impact the children, that impacts the whole family, and the whole family can actually, you know, to, to walk out their purpose and the things that they have been called to. So I commend Hey, hey, I'm sorry about that. The engineer had me going there. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Lord, Lord. You know, that's why I love the engineer. Keep me straight now. <laughs> but uh, we just thank you so much. Hey, technology gets you now. I'm telling you, you know, and you know this on a spiritual level. I mean, I never, never have any trouble with my iPhone. But as soon as I said something about the glory of God, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm going to try to ask Absolutely. Up, Yes. Hey, Beverly, yes. you said hit redial and jump back on, right? Amen? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, God. But please, please tell us uh, 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 anything that we may have missed and any uh your contact information and, of course, again, how we can support you on social media and also with uh, coming up with your telethon. Well, you can read all about the nonprofit on our website. The website is everychildhasastory.org. We are also on Facebook, everychildhasastory101.org. And if you want to donate, we have text-to-donate capabilities. So you can simply text the letters E-C-H-A-S, to 844-544-7171. And any amount of money is a blessing to our organization. Oh, I just love you. See, I love you because she, one thing, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this amazing lady, she she's one of those ride or die. And the reason I say ride or die, she, she, she supports you in the things that you do, but then the thing about it is she has a pure heart, so you've got to support her because you can tell that she's very passionate about the things that you do. And so I just thank you again for being in your purpose and being a guest here with us on Good Deeds. If you need us for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. Thank you so much. I am really, really happy to have been able to share my vision and Every Child Has a Story with your followers. No, <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're going to just be back real quick, the replay, so you can share this so we can make sure we actually support this awesome, awesome cause on tomorrow. And not just tomorrow, okay? Let me let you know. Continuous, you can actually, with that text system, you can set that up. It can be automatic every every month, every week, too. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But you know what we do here at Good Deeds? We just love you so much, and we help you shine your light to the world. Uh, but if you, if you want to advertise or sponsorship with us, please, please go to our website, which is www.renee, which is R-E-N-E-E, Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-Y.com. And we do have the radio show, which you're here with us in the podcast. We have Good Deeds TV. We have Good Deeds Magazine. We also have Sunday Publishing Company. Women do local here in Atlanta every month. We do have a women's fellowship, and we also have events. And the events is all to get us to we can move forward in what we call life and our purpose and the reason we were born. But I always remember, <laughs> you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You're not a mistake. Just as Beverly said so wonderfully. You do have a story. So every child, every person has a story. You need to get that out, okay? Um, also, I did forget to say, but we do have a nonprofit organization as well called Sunday Foundation. Go to our website to find out more information about that. But remember, you do have a calling. You do have a reason. One, you were born. You have a reason. You're here right now. Do the three things we always say. You got to believe. You got to trust. And you got to walk that thing out. Amen? <laughs> you got to don't stop. You got to get it, get it. This is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. See you next time. Bye-bye.